guys, welcome to our new episode with Matt Vaughn on RevOps alignment with ABM. And uh, Matt, thanks a lot for uh, waking up so early and, and doing this for us. Yeah. Um, today, I just want to, to dive deep into RevOps and in the, the whole community that, uh, that you are building. Would love to get to know you a bit, get your, pick your brain, and uh, get some uh, advices from um, companies because you are advisor of a bunch, a bunch of different organizations, as I can see here on your um, LinkedIn. But yeah. um, let's get to to directly into RevOps, and 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 that way we can get to know each other a bit. Tell us a bit. How did you end up? doing this whole community? Yeah, well, I think uh, like most people who kind of find themselves in, in RevOps, it's not necessarily, uh, that's not the, I'll guess your, I guess I'll say your starting point or where you thought you'd end up. So for me, uh, my first kind of foray into revenue operations is when I was the VP of BizOps at an early stage startup called Ally.io, which was building OKR software. And uh, I was uh, like one of the first 10-ish employees there. And uh, as uh, kind of VP of BizOps, it meant that I was responsible for, you know, a lot of different things, finance, accounting, legal, uh, um, you know, board meetings, uh, and then revenue operations. And I think the reason why they gave me RevOps is one, you know, no one else in the, uh, in the small company uh, was, it made sense to have. But then also it didn't. Um, it was just a shorter, shorter way of saying marketing ops, sales ops, customer success ops, and so uh, they kind of boiled it all down into just rev ops. And so here I was, uh, tons of experience in finance uh, and strategy, but zero experience with rev ops. But now that was my my responsibility, and so that was my uh, first kind of foray into the rev ops space. And at Ally. Uh, I was there for uh, almost two years. Company went from you know tenish employees to 150 plus employees in that time frame, and uh, grew revenue and grew the team and all that good stuff. And then they uh, eventually got acquired by Microsoft, and now the Microsoft Viva Goals product is what was previously uh, the Ally product. So that was my initial kind of foray into into RevOps, and uh, I left Ally to start. Uh, uh, to start building a, a company, start another company in the RevOps space. And that's actually where uh, it was with that company that I uh, started RevOps Co-op, the community that we have, which now has almost 10,000 people in it from across the globe, all of which are, are passionate about revenue operations. Um, and so that's kind of how I, uh, I guess, got to this point um, was uh, – yeah, kind of landing that first gig in BizOps and then um, kind of starting a company in the RevOps space and a, a community at the same time. So so accounting people still have a chance to get into RevOps. Uh, oh, yeah. My first my first job out of college was as a CPA. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> the path is not linear. What are what are the things that uh, now you're putting in practice with, with that accounting experience, actually? And that finance background. Yeah, well, actually, I mean, one of the, I think one of the biggest pieces for anyone in revenue operations uh, is, you know, data, analytics, insights, KPIs. And having the finance and accounting background is uh, super helpful because, 
uh, especially, you know, when you're looking at things like uh, recurring revenue, revenue growth period over period, when you're calculating metrics like net revenue retention uh, or, uh, you know, customer lifetime, uh, you know, having that uh, finance and accounting background of actually understanding like how journal entries get booked, how things show up on the financials um, and how the, the inputs, the things that, that you do, things like, you know, for example, uh, you know, when an agreement actually gets signed, right? Um, when you come to the yeah. end of the month, uh, you know, if, you know, if something gets signed on September 1st, for example, and it's dated August 31st, you can't recognize, you're not supposed to recognize that as revenue in August, right? Um, you know, the, the signature and there's things like that that I learned on the accounting side that when you uh, kind of put them into practice on the ops side are uh, are super helpful. So, uh, so yeah, I think that's the biggest piece where those those things help me. So since you are accounting, in accounting and doing biz ops, rev ops actually developed a lot, right? So the technology developed, Let's dive deep into the current world, and uh, I will make some notes here. Um, you see a lot of companies. You see, you have the whole community, so there are a bunch of questions. So you somehow know the pain of businesses when it comes to this whole RevOps um, world, right? So if you will make a top three, Let's make a top three biggest pains of RevOps that you see today. And then let's go and peel the onion, see why do we have these problems and how can we solve it? Can we do that, Matt, for this podcast? Yeah. I think, uh, so yeah. So let's go in order of priority, like the biggest, biggest pain, like number one pain of RevOps today. Well, I think you kind of hit on it. a little bit before, I think one of the biggest pains is, um, you know, the fact that the role is still evolving and new means that, uh, you know, there's not, uh, it's not necessarily established, meaning there, there are certainly best practices, but there's not a lot of people who have been there, done that. And also okay. nobody actually goes to get a degree in revenue operations, right? So you kind of, you know, like I said, you land in the role, uh, typically because it was given to you or, you know, because you had like, you know, one thing that was, uh, um, kind of, you were good at that brought you in. Uh, and now you've got a pretty robust set of responsibilities. Uh, so I'll call like the, the training or like the learning and development aspect, I think is, uh, is one, one big challenge. That's, I mean, we're, you know, part of what we're trying to do with the community kind of comes in. Right. And I think why the, uh, you know, community has continued to grow is because if you're a, if you're a small team or a team of one on the RevOps side uh, and you don't have anyone else to go to within your organization to ask questions or to run ideas by, mm-hmm. a community can be a great way to to do that. And then, you know, we also have things like courses, other ways to level up your, uh, your skill set, right, to help you learn and mm-hmm. develop more as a RevOps professional. But that's definitely one thing that across the board uh, we see a lot. Okay, so number one, the role is uh, still evolving. We will go into it. What's the second one? Uh, the I'll say the second one is, um, I guess what I would, uh, you know, what I would call as, um, let's see, how can I say this? It's um, 
a lot of uh, I guess a lot of the things that RevOps can be faced with are uh, like kind of tactical uh, mm-hmm. in nature, um, and so uh, you know, getting out of uh, you know, like moving moving beyond the tactical into the uh, like into the strategic side, right? So not just running reports okay. or providing data points, but delivering insights, recommendations, uh, solutions. So becoming more strategic. Yep. Right? Too tactical today. Okay, got it. We can go into that. And the third one that we can talk today about? Uh, Let's see. I don't know if this is uh, kind of duplicating what I mentioned on the first one, but I'll say it's, um, I don't know, a little bit about... uh, I'll say like resource allocation, meaning, you know, the, the to-do list for anyone in RevOps is very, very long and it's figuring out, you know, how to prioritize, what's a prioritize, right? Whether that's, you know, your time, other people's time, or just where to invest, uh, you know, budget if, if you have it. Okay, cool. So we can go later on into what should actually RevOps do and where should they put their time? Yeah. Okay. What would, cool. uh, what would you say your top three things are? For, for sure. Um, I think it's, um, is this idea of, of draw. It's like, um, I feel that the second one, I think, um, still, I don't find that, um, the RevOps people with whom I talk, they don't understand um, all the processes in a business. What I mean by that is that you have uh, sales. It's a very complex role, right? So you need to know sales ops, you need to know marketing ops, so you need to know funnels, you need to know uh, how how are your uh, leads coming in um, and conversion rates, how to actually budget based on you know the, the the marketing activities then you need to understand sales all the sales processes all the uh, the, the sales velocity you need to understand the, how quotations so there is a lot of um, data points then you have customer success that's again something that you need to so, uh, solve then maybe you have finance. So I think the role is extremely um, complex. You have a lot of competencies that you need to to have. So it's like almost having an MBA, right? Like, like really, like you need to know so many things. So um, the lack of uh, know-how and the uh, lack of past experience uh, of different companies, it's a big issue. The second one is that is also learning. So I come with a learning and development background. So I worked in corporations in learning and development. And um, what I see is that you have a huge competency gap when it comes to um, small, small and medium companies. But then you have a bunch of competencies uh, in the corporate, but these two, two don't align, right? Yeah. So when I listen to Jeff Ignacio, um, amazing guy, I want to have him in the fa- in the in the um, uh, podcast here. 
But some of those things we cannot apply in HubSpot, for example, right? Because it's a very Salesforce corporate uh, enterprise level type of talk, right? And mm, nowadays, RevOps also have this, uh, let's put it like a junior side of it, right? Like the, the HubSpot is the junior side of RevOps, let's say, right? And that's where the competences are missing. There's a lot of competences with enterprise sales for so on, but less with these uh, um, HubSpot, let's say, junior RevOps uh, teams. Um, and there are a lot of, there is a lot of, um, uh, you know, buzz around this, this whole topic. Also coming from investors or coming from SaaS companies that everybody tries to, 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 to implement it, but they don't really know what to expect from, from RevOps. And that's another problem, like expectation, like what are the expectations towards RevOps? Like, yeah. you know, some people think it's data, some people think it's, um, uh, you know, processes, others integrations, it's like uh, solution architecture, so it's it's many di different people see it differently. Yeah. So that's my take on it. But let's see the role. So the role is still uh, evolving. So let's break this down. Uh, and you have more knowledge on this than I do. When do you think this whole RevOps uh, boom started and why? And how when it started to evolve actually more and more? Well, I think uh, so. I think it uh, it started to take off. I think probably roughly like three, three and a half years ago. Because I remember when uh, we uh, when we started uh, my current company, which was uh, July of 2020. Uh, mm -hmm. So you know, about three years ago. Uh, one of the things I did in the months leading up to that, and talking to some investors that I knew, was just ask them if they had heard or really seen um, this whole like RevOps uh, role uh, or function uh, taking shape within companies or organizations. And a lot of them, have, uh, most of them said no, uh, that they hadn't. But when I looked at, at LinkedIn, uh, I saw you know a bunch of people from some impressive companies with job titles and revenue operations. And I think it was shortly after that, that uh, LinkedIn, uh, kind of came out with uh, like something about RevOps being like one of the, you know, the fastest growing like job titles or whatever. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think a lot of that started, uh, yeah, roughly three, three and a half years ago. And it's just been kind of growing since. And I think uh, like a lot of things, it, uh, you know, it was one, of those, one of those things that uh, one started in the United States and two started primarily in the technology um, industry and is now spreading, you know, globally, internationally, outside of the U.S. and companies outside of, uh, you know, outside of SaaS software um, are starting to adopt uh, the RevOps model as well. And you think it was the same time with ABM because also there was this boom on ABM, even though, you know, it's very misunderstood also. Yeah, I feel like ABM was a little earlier um, yeah. uh, than that. Yeah, Terminus and all those guys, they started earlier, but yeah. uh, uh, it was also like a huge, huge boom. Okay, so so then you have like three years ago and you have all these um, these roles that, that LinkedIn also was 
you know, reporting on. HubSpot uh, developed their platform also, right? Like they, they did a lot of changes and 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 they also got this narrative of uh, of RevOps. So, if you think about the role, right? Like, what should be in the role and should not be in that role? Because we are talking about the the evolution of it, but it's yeah. like maybe misunderstood sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I, so in terms of uh, in terms of the uh, like the scope of the role, I think uh, uh, it should be you know aligned with what's in the title, um, right? Which is you know revenue, revenue, right? So uh, you know your your the all the operations that support your revenue process, your revenue engine, which uh, you know means marketing, marketing sales and post sales, customer success, customer support. And I think uh, within those areas, the the things that RevOps should be chartered with are, you know, the people, the process, and the technology uh, that supports those areas. So in its simplest form, it should be marketing, sales, post-sales, people, process, technology is what RevOps should be responsible for. And I think a lot of the, um, I think the biggest missing piece on the, uh, um, on that first part that I mentioned, marketing, marketing sales, post-sales is, the post sales process. I feel like up to this, it's, it's getting more attention now because so many businesses are are looking to to their current customer base to keep their customers and expand revenue with their current customers. But uh, I think up to this point, uh, you know, RevOps has you know typically been you know more you know kind of marketing ops and sales ops combined. Uh, but can't forget about the post sales uh, experience because that's where majority of your recurring revenue actually comes from. Mm. And then uh, when it comes to, you know, like people process technology, I think the default is always the um, the technology. And, you know, it's like, hey, we need an integration built or, hey, we need uh, reports run or, hey, we need new fields so we can capture this stuff. Um, but, yeah, the thing to not forget about is the, uh, the process and the people aspect of that as well. Um, you know, so, like, what are the things that we're doing uh, – to drive revenue that work? What are the things that don't work? Uh, where should we invest more? Where should we invest less? Uh, those are all questions that RevOps should be able to answer because again, they have the full scope from marketing sales to post sales, um, right? They should be able to answer questions like, hey, of all the customers who churned last quarter, like what marketing channels did we acquire them from? What sales reps closed those deals? Uh, what geographies did they come from? Like, what traits are, are there any? Are there any uh, unifying traits uh, across those trend customers that indicate maybe we should be investing less in a certain marketing channel, or investing more, um, or you know, are certain sales reps closing, uh, you know, like crummy deals, um, or are you know certain sales reps closing closing great deals? Right? Like, those are all questions that um, RevOps should be able to answer because they have that end to end view mm -hmm. so if 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 you're a SaaS and uh, you didn't have this role you want to get this role into your team but you want to recruit internally right like you don't want to go out and recruit like someone who like crowned itself crowned themselves as RevOps right so we, we don't we don't need a Napoleon but we need someone internally who could, uh, you know, 
take this role and how should we look at that um, candidate like what what are the competencies or who, who could be internally a very good devops person right yeah i think uh the main thing to look for uh would be someone who you know uh, has a demonstrated track record of just like taking on new things or uh even like trying new things and failing um at them but you want someone who's who's comfortable uh who's comfortable being uncomfortable um right who's mm -hmm. not afraid to dive into something new uh that they haven't done before but own it and learn it and um that doesn't necessarily need to have anything to do with salesforce or hubspot or or revenue right like it could be uh you know anyone it could be someone on the finance team someone on the sales team uh someone someone else on the ops team but the things that i i would always look for yeah would be like who has a demonstrated track record of taking on some new tool new system right and just diving in and figuring it out or deploying some new process because they saw something was broken and uh no one else was fixing it right those are the things that uh you know will that you'll need to be successful in RevOps because that's basically just going to be your job every single day. So you would not look into, okay, do you have experience in the marketing automation tool or whatever? No, I mean, it, it, it depends like what stage you're at. Right. And if, you know, if you're like a, if you're a established later stage company, you know, who's big, right. You have kind of processes, you know, already, you know, defined, right. And you, um, you kind of have, you know, specialists, right. That you, you, you know, you have in each role then. Yeah. You know, if you want, if you, if you've got Marketo and uh, you know, like people need to own that and you need someone who you can just like drop in, who can really just kind of be effective from the very beginning, then yeah, you're probably going to want to hire someone who has, you know, Marketo experience. Right. But if you're earlier stage and you're, you know, just, forming your RevOps team when, you know, you're looking to hire your first people or you, maybe you've got a couple of people and you're continuing to hire. Typically, yeah, starting starting broad and hiring more narrow as you go is going to be the way to um, to approach it. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll take the, um, I'll take the, uh, call it the jack of all trades who, you know, has a demonstrated track record of doing new things um, over a, a specialist uh, typically any day. Okay. So we have the candidate, we understand the role. Um, now we, we go to the second topic, which is more around be more strategic. Don't be so tactical. Right. So we, we get this person. Why? So let, let's talk first about why uh, RevOps folks became more tactical than strategic. How can they become strategic and how can we make our candidate with whom we just hired more strategic? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the role is uh, technical in nature, right? Because you are own, uh, you know, you're owning the tools, the systems, the data points that get generated. Uh, you know, there's a lot that goes into there across marketing sales and post sales. And so, um, you know, it's kind of natural to, to start um, on the like more the technical or the tactical side, um, I think the the main thing that everybody can do uh, to uh, you know not settle in there is uh, 
you know, just keep asking, uh, I don't know, like ask, ask why uh, often, right? So if, if someone, someone says like, Hey, we've got like, we, uh, we need a new integration built between tool X and tool Y, or, Hey, we need to update our, um, our, our integration. We need to add this field to Salesforce and we, you know, we need to pass that data into, you know, whatever, some other tool. Um, mm-hmm. Like rather than just being an order taker, um, right. And understanding like how you accomplish the thing that they're asking you to do is uh, you understand why are they doing it? Right. Like, you know, mm-hmm. is it, are they, are they trying to pass data from Salesforce to some other tool because they don't like it saves them a copy paste. Um, is there something on the, the process side that could be improved or optimized there? Um, or if they're asking you for for data points, right, or like to you know run a report or give them some sort of number on you know like pipeline generated last quarter to this quarter, rather than just give them the data, um, like ask them why they they want it, right, and then you know um, see uh, you know see what you can bring to uh, what you can bring to the table beyond just that data point, right? So if you if they ask about pipeline, you bring them the pipeline numbers and maybe you also tell them why pipeline went up or why pipeline generation went down. They may not have asked for that, but, um, you know, tell them why, right? And then maybe even give some options, suggestions on things that could be done to course correct or, or do more, right? Did pipeline generation go up? If so, why? Um, maybe we should do more of that, right? Did it go down? Um, if so, why? Okay, how can we correct that? Um, so try to bring that full circle. And I think it hits on some of the, um, like the business acumen that you mentioned, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Which can also be hard to tie, you know, to truly understand how those activities or those inputs, right? The things that we do at a company every single day, how they actually drive the, uh, you know, the business results. Um, understanding all of that, uh, that's, I think, the biggest piece that can take you out of the, uh, like the pure tactical, technical stuff and into, um, yeah, into that, you know, more strategic advisor, uh, sort of role. Mm. So you would, you would say that an internal candidate would be better because it knows the company best, right. Then, uh, hire someone external. Yeah. I mean, and, and that kind of depends too. I mean, I think whether it's internal or external, if they have a, um, Again, if they have a track record of being able to jump in new things, pick them up quickly mm-hmm. and own them, um, you know, I think it doesn't necessarily matter whether that's, that's internal or external. Yeah, so it's more important that. Okay, so and any suggestion how we can get our candidate more strategic when it comes to RevOps, like courses to do, books to read? How 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 can we uh, skill up our candidate that we just put on a RevOps role? Yeah, well, I think on the the coaching side, uh, you know, the mindset piece is important. And it's one of those things that, like all the stuff I mentioned before, um, you can't uh, can't take it for granted. You need to keep that stuff uh, top of mind, like even I do, right? Of like, you know, don't fall into the status quo of just, you know, again, answering questions or, uh, you know, taking orders and fulfilling them, right? Um, You know, so kind of be intentional about, you know, taking things one step further and trying to, um, yeah, trying to solve, uh, solve for those things and be proactive, right? Put yourself into situations where you can learn, um, 
but realize that none of that stuff is going to be given to you, right? Um, so if you you see some like weekly team meetings that you know I don't know where the go to market team is meeting and you're not a part of them, don't wait for someone to ask you if you want to show up to those things. Ask if you can go, um, even just to like listen in and hear how they hear how they talk, hear how they think. Uh, so be yeah, be proactive. Um, in, in things like that. Um, and like I said, that's more on the mindset side. And then, yeah, the other way you can do that outside of surrounding yourself um, with the right people within your company is, you know, surround yourself with the right people um, outside of your company, right? So that's where community stuff can be uh, super helpful, right? RevOps Co-op, we've got 10,000 plus people you can surround yourself with in RevOps all across the globe. We offer courses, uh, there's other communities, other courses um that you can take too but yeah like um you know always focus on that continuous improvement and where you can learn to level up those skills that you may have gaps in um and i think a combination of those things will be yeah be a good recipe for success mm -hmm. mm, a, a, any book that you think like uh, every revops uh, person should read when it comes to I haven't, I haven't read, I haven't seen, I mean, I know, uh, you know, I don't know about books. I mean, but there's, um, I mean, there's plenty of, uh, I'll say like, you know, blogs, literature, content um, mm. out there. And there's a couple of different spots you can go to it, right? Like, you know, we obviously create a ton of content at RevOps Co-op on all things RevOps. Um, there's other, um, I think it's like Salesforce Ben has a bunch of stuff on like Salesforce specific stuff. There's HubSpot Academy on, um, you know, like kind of a bunch of uh, like basic HubSpot stuff. So, um, and I know I, I know there's a couple of people who I think are in the process of quote unquote writing the book on RevOps or trying to. Um, I haven't picked up anything yet though. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have we have the we are strategic, we understand the role. Now we need to allocate resources, right? Um, why this, in your view, like why why is this a problem? Well, I think uh, one, I think it's a problem with probably like everyone, right? Myself included, of like, mm -hmm. how do you prioritize your day, your time? Um, because you have a million things on your to-do list and you're never able to get to all of them. Uh, but for RevOps, uh, you know, it's, I think it's heightened because again, you know, we talked before about marketing, sales, post-sales, um, people, process, technology. There's just a lot there uh, that you could do on any given day. And some of that stuff, you know, again, because the RevOps role is so broad, it means some of those things are going to be, right in your wheelhouse, right? The things you're good at, the things you enjoy doing, uh, the things that you can knock out. And some of them are going to be harder, take more time. It may not be the thing that is, uh, uh, you know, like the thing you're the, the best at. And so, you know, the trap to, um, the trap that a lot of people can fall into, right? If they're, you know, let's say they're highly technical, great at the system stuff is, you know, like just knocking out the systems the systems related tasks or to do to do's on any given day, right? The integration updates, the, you know, the, the field updates, the flow updates, um, you know, all of that stuff, because that's, you know, that's fun. They're building. Um, right. But, you know, the thing you need to look at again, where it connects to what's going to generate business results um, 
you know, again, your role is, you know, RevOps, right? And so, um, you know, what's going to have the greatest impact on on revenue? You should be looking at all those things, determining what the trade-offs are and tackling each of those uh, items one by one based on the, the business impact that they'll have, right? So, you know, my guess right now is if there's a bunch of things in your backlog that are customer success or customer support related, those are, you know, probably going to be the things that I would put at the top of my list because if they're going to help us retain customers, uh, expand our our revenue with our current customers, uh, those are, you know, critical critical things for any business, uh, you know, right now. Um, and so just understanding the actual results that your work uh, will produce um, and understanding what that link is, um, I think that's the best way to tackle that prioritization mm. problem. And, and from, from what you see in the community and in other companies, um, the, the RevOps role usually has this at the beginning has this 90 days plan right um is this something common that you see like the 90 days plan of a of a revops manager or expert yeah yeah and i think um yeah whether it's a uh um whether it's a uh um like a 90 day plan uh you know a, a six month plan right whatever it um you know, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, I, I'm big on like, again, goals, outcomes, right? So if you have OKRs, quarterly objectives, right? Like whatever it is, uh, you know, try to uh, like document some stuff when you first step into any new role, um, you know, understand what the problems are, um, right? Talk to as many people as you can, investigate as many areas as you can, document all those different problems that you see, uh, prioritize those, those problems, um, uh, you know, in terms of, again, what's going to have the, uh, the biggest impact, uh, you know, develop solutions, uh, to those problems, uh, you know, updating, you know, new fields in Salesforce, new flows in Salesforce, uh, new process, new training, right. More people, less people, whatever that, uh, whatever that might be. And then, uh, uh, kind of align those, uh, those problem solutions with uh, the goals of the business, right? Or the objectives of, of the business, right? Do we have goals around revenue growth? Do we have goals around revenue retention, um, you know, churn, uh, churn rates, right? Whatever it might be, uh, you know, tying the problem solutions you identified to uh, the goals or objectives of the business, that's what will create that alignment. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then be transparent with people, on all of that stuff, right? So that uh, you can get feedback, you can uh, make sure everyone's on the same page, that they all agree with you. Um, and so, yeah, if that's, you know, what you kind of do in the first 90 days, 60 days, 30 days, 120 days, whatever it is. Um, so what are the big exercise. projects that you usually see in this RevOps roadmaps, like the first 90 days? Like what are the big blocks? Like I understand that you need to uh, dive deep and understand the OKRs, understand the goals, interview people, understand all the objectives of, of the of the company and where you can bring the impact. But just from your insights, what you saw within the community and you talk a lot with RevOps people, what are those 
big buckets of projects that you see over and over again in roadmaps. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, um, yeah, I think the, a lot of people always kind of, especially as you start to talk to people, there's going to be a lot of system stuff that comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the, uh, like the role with folks in RevOps is understanding how the system stuff ties to like the actual process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like, you know, one example. Like an audit or what exactly? It's yeah, I mean, like one example might be like, you know, I remember uh, like when I first started Ally, it was like, you know, one of the things was like, hey, I really want our, like I want our free trial uh, signups to make their way into Salesforce, right? And so um, I was like, okay, well, you know, why, right? And, you know, like trying to understand the, the process, right? And it turned out like today it was, you know, the current process today involved, uh, you know, like an inbound SDR having to navigate to all these different screens and tabs and, you know, things were falling through the cracks and all that stuff. So it turned out to be like much more than just, you know, pushing contact data into Salesforce for free trial signups. Um, mm-hmm. There was like a, a scoring, like lead scoring involved and just like a bunch of other stuff. Right. So, um, you know, taking those things, uh, yeah, like one step deeper, uh, you know, I think, um, yeah, don't accept any of that stuff at face value. Right. Um, but definitely try to try to get a sense of the entire universe of problems, pain points, challenges that, um, you know, that exists within the, the company that you're at. Uh, Cause that's going to allow you to figure out where to, where to tackle stuff first. Yeah. So that's, that's uh, very important. I think what you say here, uh, process mapping, really understand that. And then, then dry dive into that audit, right? Yeah. Okay. So we have, we have the audit side and um, the, so this is, this is like on the diagnostic side, usually in these 90 days, we want to have some quick wins. Um, what are the other, so, uh, sorry that I'm trying to peel the onion so much. I'm just trying to be as um, practical for our audience as possible yeah. when it comes to what they can do in the first 90 days, right? So you do the process mapping, you do a system audit. This is what you see. Um, what are the other things that could could bring that quick win? Yeah, I mean, fine. Yeah, we'll find like within that stuff, right? Um, See, so you, you know, you'll probably find, you know, like some big rocks like that, right? That I mentioned of like, okay, you know, there's kind of a important process level stuff that needs to get solved. But I think you're probably also going to discover uh, like some low hanging fruit in, uh, in that's in that case as well. Um, and so, yeah, like, like you said, one important to one, make sure to, you know, this will be also the thing to consider is like first impressions matter. And so when you come in, you know, don't just spend, you know, 90 days like planning and documenting um, a bunch of like big projects that need to be done, uh, but actually deliver, uh, deliver some value to each team, each respective team in that time frame. to, like you said, you know, show some, some good faith, some quick wins, you know, proof that, you know, you're there to, to help and support them. Right. And, you know, there, there's going to be stuff guaranteed that will come up that will be easy to, easy to, to, to tackle or handle, but is one of those things that, you know, for whatever reason, right, just hasn't gotten done. 
it may be it may be like system stuff right with like i don't know like validation rules or um uh or like you know uh, salesforce views or reports like i'm not sure what but like you'll you'll uncover those things so like be on the lookout for those little things that you know might have like big big value or you know a lot of annoyance maybe for certain teams now um but like low effort um and definitely knock some of those out for uh for the people on your your team uh because that will yeah that'll get folks on your side right away for sure and um be, be, before we finish i'm just curious about the mistakes right the mistakes that are in this 90 days plans like what are the things that RevOps folks put there but they are just not allocating their you know their budget and time well and you would suggest you would highly suggest to rethink those uh, those actions especially in the first 90 days yeah well make uh yeah i mean you know make uh make friends right with with everybody the other thing is like especially because you know, if you're, if you're tasked across, uh, you know, marketing sales success, there's going to be natural, uh, you know, probably natural tension that already exists, um, across leaders on those respective teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so you definitely don't want to, you definitely don't want to come in, uh, like you're playing favorites or, you know, anything like that. So, like I said, identify some of those quick win opportunities across every team, uh, make sure you do them for every team. Right. And, um, and yeah, just make it clear that, you know, what you're prioritizing is the stuff that's best for the business, not necessarily the stuff that each team wants the most. Um, mm. and, uh, and yeah, those things will, uh, uh, kind of take you yeah, leaps and bounds, uh, leaps and bounds forward. And then don't try to do, uh, don't try to do too much. Um, and try to really focus on, places where you can have impact, right? Better to do a few things really well and above average than do a lot of things poorly and below average. So, uh, you know, try to knock some stuff out of the park and that's going to require focus, which is also going to be hard because you're going to have a lot of stuff on your to-do list. Um, But yeah, those are some of the things that I would say are mistakes to avoid is, you know, make sure you kind of spread the love around, right? Do some quick wins for each of the teams, the stakeholders that you support. And then while you're trying to identify the universe of uh, kind of things, problems, right, that you can work on that exist, know that there's no way you're going to be able to tackle all of them and you don't want to try to do them all at the same time. So make sure that you really are laser focused on, um, you know, a select few where you can make an impact and do, do them really, really well. Cool. So um, I got it. We need to make a lot of friends. We need to listen to a lot of people. We need to understand the business, have an OKR, have the goals in place. But there will be a lot of voices in the company, right? Like sales will tell us something, marketing, something else, customer success, something else. And we need to report to someone, right? Like we need to listen to like a um, bigger authority. Um, Who should this be? Right. And who, who is like, who will take the final decisions when it comes to, or who should I go uh, as a, as a new RevOps person to, to guide me in, in, in the company. Right. Because 
there, 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 I can be very easy in, in a lot of mess and in a lot of different ideas, a lot of different projects, overwhelmed. So I need some kind of guidance. Who is this person in the company who is guiding me and who is telling me which project I should take first? Yeah. Well, I think when it comes to, yeah, where RevOps should support, you know, again, this will be, uh, or report into this will be dependent on the company and kind of the current structure, uh, in terms of the things that, uh, that I believe are the things that work, um, you know, one, uh, again, assuming that, assuming that the RevOps role that we're talking about, um, supports marketing sales and post sales, and that each of those areas has their own respective leader, right? VP of marketing, VP of sales, mm-hmm. VP of customer success. Uh, number one rule is RevOps should not report directly to one of those stakeholders, uh, because if they do, if they report to the VP of sales, then you can call them RevOps, but they'll really just be sales ops, right? Because yeah, what do you think they're going to prioritize the sales yeah. stuff because of who they report to? Same if they were to report to marketing or to customer success. Um, so, you know, in that case, if you have a chief revenue officer who oversees all of those departments, having RevOps report up into them makes sense. If you have a, a VP of BizOps or a COO, Chief Operating Officer, having RevOps report into them uh, could also make sense. I I don't think RevOps necessarily makes sense to report into like the head of finance. Um, a lot of times I'll see that, but I think it's also that's because the finance person is kind of playing um, like the ops role as well. Um, mm-hmm. But if you have finance, if you have a like a VP of finance and a VP of ops, um, like RevOps should report to the ops person, not to the finance person. And then also uh, like reporting, you know, directly into like the CEO or, you know, someone like that is, um, is another option. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but again, cause the, the main thing you want there is, uh, you know, the role of RevOps is to do what's, uh, what's best for the business when it comes to revenue generation, which involves marketing sales and customer success. And you need to prioritize things across all of those teams. Um, and the only way that you can do that is if the, the person or the team that you report into uh, is uh, aligned with that as well, right? And so that's gonna be the, you know, the, the chief executive officer, the COO, um, you know, the head of biz ops. That's where things make the most sense. Got it, got it. So, we, we have all this set up. We know to report to. Also, allocation is done. We know the role. And now the question comes, okay, but why should we actually do all this? And, and, and we can finish with this last question. Why should we even bother with RevOps nowadays? Why? We, we could just do all the things how they were and... You know, there is no conflicts. Everybody is in their own ops. Sales has their own ops people. Marketing also. Customer success. Why do why do sh- do we even need a rev ops and we should even bother about this? Just an extra cost. Yeah, I mean, I I would say if uh, I guess the reason why is if you're a business uh, who cares about revenue, uh, then you know, probably makes sense to have a, an ops team um, 
dedicated to that. And, you know, I think you can argue, um, I always, I always kind of use, uh, um, like the, the same, uh, kind of analogy I did, like when I started at ally.io, right there, okay. Our software, they were very early in the space. Um, and a lot of people, when I told them where I was going or what I was doing, they didn't even know what OKRs were or what they uh, kind of stood for. Uh, but to me, it made a lot of sense because I was like, hey, you know, every business or company out there should have goals, objectives, right? Like things they're trying to accomplish. And it makes sense that they would have software to help them track, measure, manage, uh, manage those goals. Like it just seemed kind of obvious to me. And uh, mm-hmm. RevOps seems like that same thing, right? You go out and you ask any any business, like, what's the single most important metric on your financials today, um, right? Like, my ninety nine percent of people are going to say revenue um, because you know revenue is what keeps you in business. Revenue growth is what gets you more funding, and so if revenue is a critical is the most important business metric for any company out there today then why would you not have an ops team dedicated to uh, like driving efficient revenue growth for, for your business? So, um, so yeah, it just makes, it just makes a lot of sense um, to me, especially when you think about the ability to standardize and like consistently deliver results. I think that's where RevOps fits nicely. And I think, yeah, any business who cares about revenue, which is effectively every business uh, should have a, a dedicated ops team. Good. Thanks a lot, Matt. Thanks a lot, folks, for tuning in. It was great to pick your brain. Sorry if I was, you know, too aggressive with, uh, you know, getting getting as uh, practical as possible. But this is what we promised to our audience here. So a lot of great stuff. Where can people find you? Like, what's what's the the best way besides the obvious LinkedIn, right? Like. Matt Wohm, Wohm? Yep. How, do I, how do you pronounce it? German name, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. German name. Yeah. You can find me on, uh, yep. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can uh, join our community as well, revopscoop.com. A variety of membership options, including a free membership option. And uh, I'll be in the RevOps Co op Slack group. You can DM me anytime, email me there. Uh, so, yeah, those are the best places to find me.